You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Katravis, and this is our weekly look at the Minnesota Twins. I am joined, as I am each and every week, by Rhett Bollinger. Rhett, how you doing, man? I hope you're doing quite as well as Byron Buxton in his uh, latest stint with the Twins. We talked a little bit about this last week, but uh, the, the small sample is expanding. Uh, he's hitting 405 with five home runs in 10 games since returning from AAA. Um, you know, how much of this is comfort? How much of this is that uh, more pronounced leg kick uh, showing mechanically? What, what do you make of Buxton's uh, hot, I, I want to say start with the club, but obviously it's not the first time around, but uh, hot stint right now? It's definitely a good sign. As we talked about a lot, you know, in the past about Buxton, you know, he's had a lot of struggles here in the major leagues. Hasn't really translated that, uh, you know, tools that he's had at the minor league level. He's obviously number one overall prospect there for a couple of years. Um, and finally kind of we're trying to see why he was such a top prospect. Because we've seen his defense, we've seen his base running. He's obviously incredibly fast, a great defender and center, but he's really struggled to put it together offensively. And finally he's starting to show that. I think, too, that the power is definitely surprising uh, with the home runs and, and all that. But at the same time, you know, he's shown some of that power in the minor leagues. He is a, a strong guy, so it's not too surprising in a sense. But I guess it's just surprising because I think he came up. He'd only hit one home run all year. I think three in his career, and all of a sudden now he's almost doubled that just in 10 games. So uh, it's been a very impressive run. I do think the late kick certainly has something to do with it in terms of the timing and just the power and being able to drive the ball uh, has definitely helped. I think some of it's just a confidence. Now he's starting to kind of have some of that success up here. Certainly it's helping his case as well. Uh, that stint in the minor leagues went really well for him in terms of, you know, he had a lot of home runs in the minor leagues as well. I think he had four home runs in a week before he got called up. Um, so it seemed like they kind of got him going a little bit, going back down to AAA, uh, got his mechanics back up, back in order, and it's kind of translated finally here at the big league level. And we'll see how he does the rest of the season, but certainly a good sign uh, to see him doing so well here right now. Yeah, absolutely. Guy they obviously uh, had high hopes for coming into this year. A lot of people were picking him as uh, as a rookie of the year candidate. He was barely uh, barely qualified for, for rookie status, and, and they were hoping to take advantage of that, but that did not work out, but a strong finish would certainly bode well for, for his future. Um, and you, you hope the same for Jose Barreos, uh, just the way he struggled this season. We struggled against Sunday. Um, you know, precious few starts remaining here in 2016. But what have you made of Barreos and, and his struggles at the big league level so far? It's definitely been surprising just because the numbers have been so good at AAA. To see him, you know, that kind of ERA and, you know, even the strikeout to walk ratio, everything at AAA has been so good. I mean, throughout his minor league career, he's had such good numbers. It's a surprise to see his ERA above nine. I mean, it's one thing if he was struggling and his ERA was, you know, the five or something like that, a little more manageable. But the fact that he's, you know, got an ERA in the nines is definitely very alarming. That he's given up more than a run per inning and, and certainly not being helped by keeping the ball in the park. And his last start there against the Indians, you know, falls behind Carlos Santana and gives up a big three-run home run, kind of similar to his previous start, was pitching pretty well, then gives up a big three-run home run in the fifth. So, he just hasn't been able to put together, uh, you know, a really solid start. I think he's only got, what, one quality start all year. Um, the Twins are kind of going to talk with him, I think, this week and determine whether or not it makes sense to continue to run him out there as a starter or if it makes sense to maybe put him in the bullpen for a little bit, maybe get some confidence and kind of get his, you know. I, I think the thing is he's such a young kid, only 22 years old, I think sometimes you put some pressure on yourself uh, to perform, especially when you're a big prospect like that. I think they kind of want to maybe take some of that pressure off Maybe put him in the bullpen, see how he responds to that, just for you know down the stretch here. Maybe get a start, you know, maybe later on in the season at the end there. But uh, Twins haven't really determined what they're going to do yet. Might make some sense to do that, but at the same time, they also kind of want to see what they have in Barrios. Uh, but so far, it's really been such a struggle. 
that it's hard to you know see how it helps in terms of his confidence and everything like that. But the stuff is definitely there. It's just a matter of commanding that fastball. Um, he falls behind in way too many counts, and certain you know when he falls behind two zero, two one, even one zero in these counts, big league hitters, no matter how good your stuff is, are going to be sitting on your fastball or pitching the zone. No one has to get back into you know the count, and sure enough, these guys are not missing and they're you know crushing the ball off them. So, uh, not a good sign. As I said, he's still so young, only twenty two. It's too early to say you know anything long term, but uh, it definitely has not gone to plan in terms of what they expect him from this season. From a twenty two year old rookie to a twenty seven year old rookie, we talked about James Beresford. Uh, what a nice story he is coming up, and, and it was a really nice moment, Rhett, over the weekend. Uh, Saturday's game, he gets his first start, he gets his first hit. And he gets a nice ovation for that. Yeah, it really was really cool. I mean, this is a guy that played 10 years in the minors. I think it was 1,040 games in the minors, which was the third most among all minor leaguers without appearing in an MLB game. And he finally got that chance to play on Saturday and got that first major league hit, which was really cool to see. Uh, you know, after that, Brian Dozier uh, got on base afterward. There was a timeout, and Dozier went out to talk to him at second base. And uh, Dozier and him were, were roommates in the minor league, so it was really cool for Dozier to kind of go over there and embrace him and tell him, you know, congrats on the hit. And both of them said they got a little bit emotional on the field just because it was such a cool moment because Beresford has waited so long to, to play in the majors and to be able to get a hit uh, in his first game. And the big thing, too, was cool that his family was there. As we talked about, his, his parents uh, and his brother and some other family friends uh, made the 25-hour trip from Australia to surprise him to be there uh, for his, you know, debut, which was pretty awesome. And they're going to be here in Detroit in New York this week as well to kind of follow him along. So hoping he'll get some more chances there to play. Um, the Twins kind of want to do one of the things where they're playing a lot of competitive teams right now that are in the race. Um, but with, you know, Plouffe out, they're going to probably get bears for some occasional starts here at third. Um, but definitely a really cool story. I mean, to be in the minor leagues for that long and finally get your first chance and also, you know, get a hit in a game they ended up winning uh, was definitely a cool night for him for sure. And you take the nice moments uh, when you can get them in, in a lost season. And one reason this is a lost season, Rhett, is the defense. Uh, four errors on Sunday. Now, errors aren't the be-all and end-all. We, we know there are other ways to tabulate defense, and, and we know there's no perfect way uh, to, to analyze or, or you know, mathematically calculate defense. But four errors on Sunday, they now have uh, the most in the American League with 114. And, yeah, you think of the Twins uh, in the olden days uh, – you know, defense and pitching were, were their backbone. Uh, defense has, has really gotten away from them this season. Yeah, it really has. As you said, you know, errors aren't the end all. Certainly there's better ways to, you know, measure defenses now, some of these advanced stats and UZR and all that stuff, and even though things that aren't perfect. But at the same time, two errors can kind of at least take a look and see, you know, plays that should have been made at least, you know, in terms of whether they're throwing errors or mental errors. Just plays that, that should be made and most good teams make. Um, and the Twins just aren't making those plays this year. It's been, a, you know, kind of a comedy of errors here, especially, like you said, on Sunday against the Indians with, you know, two pickoff errors, one that led to a run directly, which was, you know, the Byron Buxton got charged with an error on a play that was a little tougher, but he probably should have just let the ball drop in and played it on the bounce instead of trying to get too tricky. Overruns the ball for an error as well. Uh, and then, of course, they had a pop fly right in front of pitcher's mound and Escobar dropped it. And the sad thing is I think that's the second or third time uh, we've seen a, a pop fly land on the infield for the Twins this year, uh, which is something that probably shouldn't happen with a big league club. Um, so, yeah, just and, and Molitor is definitely frustrated by it. He talked about it after the game, just that there's been way too many errors this year. Um, just haven't really played clean baseball, and that's a big reason for uh, their struggles this year. As, as we know, the biggest reason, I'm sure, is just because of the pitching. Look at the overall ERA as a staff compared to the league. 
uh, you know, it's the worst. So I think that's a big part of it. But obviously, pitching wise, uh, you're not going to be helped by you know the pitcher if you, if you, you know your defenders can't play defense behind you. Um, and even some of the advanced stats definitely don't paint the Twins' defense in a positive light either. So I like they have this amazing ranging defense that uh, you know is just also making errors. They get to so many balls. It's also this combination of not just the errors, but also not having a great defense in general. Um, and that hasn't helped the pitching staff, and in turn has not helped uh, this team this year at all. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fascinating winter in Minnesota as they, as they look to clean up uh, multiple issues and, and uh, of course, uh, have a major hire, or major hires, I, I should say, to, to make here at the top of the front office food chain. So rest all over that for MLB.com. We'll continue to check in with him. For now, I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.